Welcome back. We're here with season four of the Mighty Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Toma Taylor, and I've been conversing with the mad podcaster. And quite frankly, he's very mad. We're going to try to find out why, so we'll take some questions from one of our live Twitter followers. Yes, ma'am. Please state your name and where you're from. Hi, my name is Felicia, and I'm from Hialeah, and I just don't understand why you so mad. Like, what are you so mad about? Yo, first of all, first of all, you can't be asking me no questions. You know what I'm saying? Yo, yo, who the fuck is you? You know uh, what I mean? Me. Like, yeah, you can't be asking podcast. me no questions. Yo, I'm going to tell you why I'm mad. I'm, 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 I'm going to tell you why I'm mad. Like, like, they, like these hosts out there, they in these million dollar studios, they dropping hot takes. You know what I mean? They got tea. They got all that shit. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, language. I'm still living with my moms. I'm making podcasts. I ain't made no money yet. This is my fourth season, yo. This is my fourth season. And I ain't made a dime yet. This dude dropped one take. He make wild shows. That cold pizza show, it was cool it was i i mean i got more john blaze than that i mean i got john blaze taste and and they not even recognizing they not even recognizing and fuck is that yo yo who is you to be asking me questions yo who is you i got to talk i got to tell how i feel i got to talk about sports how i see it this goes out to you this goes out to you and you and you this was out to you. This was out to you. This was out to you. And you and you. Good evening, and welcome back to another edition of the My T Sports Podcast. I am your host, the one and only Dallin' Thomas Taylor. You know the man with fire in his beard and thunder in his voice, making sure that every take stays mighty. If I sound a little excited, then you know what I am. It's been a long time since we spoke. You get this, right? The last time we spoke, the playoffs haven't even started yet. There were still weeks left into the NFL, and right now we are about to start that championship. Wow, it's been that long. You understand? It's been so long that we hadn't even gotten turkey yet. Actually, you know what? I don't want to say it's been that long, but I know we ain't exchanged no presents. I can guarantee you that. The last time we spoke, LeBron James' crotch wasn't an issue, but we gonna get it all today. We gonna get it all today. It's a beautiful day, as you guys already know. It's January 16th down here in South Florida. It's about 63 degrees. I got all the windows open. I'm ready for all the smoke. Tomorrow's my big brother Omar's birthday. Happy birthday to you. Yesterday was the sisters Tia's birthday. Happy birthday to you. We gonna talk about it all. I'm talking about NFL playoffs. I'm talking about and LeBron James' fight. I'm talking about the NFL free agency moves. I'm talking about the PPW's event that is going on this weekend. And oh no, let's not forget the fantasy football league winner. We're going to talk about it all. We're going to talk about it all. So you know what I say. Without any further ado, regardless of the time. Take that, take that, take that. And regardless of the weather, you play to win the game. It's always a good time to talk some sports. So, let's start 
talking. Woo! Back at it like a sports fanatic. Guys, I'm telling you, I'm already sweating here in the booth. Trust me, it's, it's, the truth is coming out today. But first things first, we gonna start from the tip of the top. We gonna start straight from the tip of the top. First of all, first of all, first things first. Congratulations to Team Straight Cash Latoya. I'm not gonna say last name on the air. Actually, who knows? Latoya Mayers. Congratulations for winning the third annual Mighty Women's Fantasy Sports League. Kudos to you, but you know what we don't? We don't give a round of applause over here. That's not what we do here. What we do is big up, big up to Team Straight Cash, homie. Big up, big up to Latoya Mayers for beating Deb Ops 178-152 to take home the championship and all of the prizes. Big up, big up, man. Whoo, whoo, whoo. Hold on. One second, I'm a little hyper, 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 but you know what, I don't know how to calm down. Also, big up, big up. because you have just won yourself a $25 gift card to Define Adolescence for any one of their women's apparel. Yes, folks, Divine Adolescence, check them out. It is, your, it is our own personal apparel line, not my personal apparel line, it's a personal sponsor of the show. They have supplied the Fantasy Football League with a winner and with some winnings and that winnings is a $25 apparel from their site. So if, if you want to check it out, just go to divineadolescence.com. That's D-I-V-I-N-E-A-D-O-L-E-S-C-E-N-T-S.com. Why be normal when you can be divine? Just saying. So that's the first prize from Divine Adolescence. The next prize comes from G. W Sharkies, you get a $25 gift card from them as well, so you can enjoy some sports, you can enjoy some foods, and you know what, me personally, when I go there, I tend to not eat too much, because also, I'm usually there between the hours of 1 and 4, don't tell nobody, so what you get is a $25 gift card, so you can enjoy some drinks, and if you know what I know, then you know that $25 can get you at least two pictures, at least Two good pictures, if I'm not mistaken. That's 10 beers. You should be Gucci after that. And not to mention, personally, out of the pocket of your commissioner, you will get paid a $50 gift card. So that is a total of $100 in cash and prizes to the winner, Straight Cash Latoya Myers for winning the third annual My T Women's Fantasy Sports League. Everybody, you know what we say? We don't big give up, a round of applause. We give big ups over here, but even more so, give a stand. Please stand up as we congratulate your... She's your queen to be a queen to She's your queen to be A vision of perfection An object of affection To quench your royal fire 
completely free from infection to be used at your discretion waiting only for your direction your queen to be again congratulations Latoya Mayers on winning the third annual fantasy football league but you know what <clears throat> It is about time that we switch gears and we talk some real football because some real football is actually going down. And we are all here to witness it. And if you are witnessing it, then it's a beautiful thing. And I mean super beautiful. Now, like I told you, the last time we spoke, the playoffs hadn't even started yet. I mean... The playoffs hadn't even started yet. Let's see here. That's interesting. Okay, I see we, we have some technical difficulties. If you're trying to watch, the, if you're trying to listen to the website on on a personal computer. I'm seeing this is at least one. You know, I just think it's her cookies. Maybe it's your cookies at work. It's your cookies. It's your goddamn cookies. I don't got time for that. It's your cookies. I'm blaming your cookies, Natalie. I blame. I know you're saying you're supposed to be talking sports, and I'm over here having personal conversations. But. With no further ado, we're going to talk about some real sports today. We're going to have to go there. we got to talk about some real fan with some real football. Because these playoffs started, and I think that we may have made some assumptions early on, right, about who we thought was going to win some of these games. But, but let's not be unrealistic here. Houston beating, or Indy beating Houston the way they did in the wild card may have been a little shocking, but not too much because you thought, you know what, Andrew Luck, he's been here a couple times. He should win against a guy like Deshaun Watson that's only been here their first time. And they, and they proved that. And they blew them out 21-7, completely dominated that game. What we didn't see in the divisional round was Dallas beating Seattle. But Dallas eked one out. They beat Seattle 24-22. There were a couple of missed calls. There were come fluky plays. But for the most part, Dallas did what Dallas did. They put up 24 solid points. And they were able to eke, eke away a victory out of Seattle. Now... We thought, once again, we thought experience is what really played a part here because the way that Baltimore looked into coming in the game against the Chargers, we thought that Baltimore was looking dynamic enough. We thought that Baltimore... <laughs> yes, the cookie's on your phone too, Natalie. You should start, you should start going to the podcast in, in, what, in what they call incognito mode. I blame work cookies for that one. You know how work cookies, like, they block everything. But on your phone, you should just start going in incognito mode. Just take the cookies out of it. Take, take, take out the cookie equation. Cookie, 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 cookie. Yeah, another personal conversation for all that's listening. Sometimes you can have to bear that. This is my podcast. This is my goddamn show. And every once in a while, I get text messages from personal people that I will respond to right here on the air. Because I know that they're listening. And it's a lot easier to me just to respond right here on the air as I'm seeing them respond to me versus me trying to text them back and you, and you not get my full invited attention. At least at least some way you get some kind of engagement from me. 
The same way that the LA Chargers engaged the Baltimore Ravens offense and they took Lamar Jackson completely out of that game. I mean, com when I say completely out of that game, if you hadn't seen it, I mean, they took him completely out of the game. And to the point where you're watching that game and you're like, um, should you put in Joe Flacco? And when you realize that they weren't going to put in Joe Flacco, it said everything that you needed to say about about the future of Baltimore. To put in Joe Flacco, you have to understand that if this is the guy, Lamar Jackson, if this is the guy that is going to move forward for your team, if this is the guy that is going to be the future of your team, or you believe that's going to be the future of the team, then you need to start putting him in these situations when he gets there so that he can get the experience. And what you don't want to do is for him to start second-guessing himself, have to look over his shoulder every time he fucks up. Because for Baltimore, they didn't care about winning. They cared about the development of their young, budding, future talent. And it showed you that. They showed it 100% with their actions. Joe Flacco could have came into that game. You forget, Joe Flacco won. Joe Flacco for a long time, for the first four years of his career, of his career was winning, had won the most playoff games of anybody that started off in the first four years of their career. And then topped it off with a Super Bowl win. And then got paid. Let's not forget about who Joe Flacco was. Now granted, he had Joe Lewis, you know, leading the march. But... That was still Joe Flacco as quarterback. So to put, so the thing that it was, it was, it was, it was just out of the realm of possibility that you could put somebody like Joe Flacco in in that game at that time. Mm -mm, mm -mm, it's not that far fetched. It's not that far fetched at all. But they did it, and and with that they made their statement. It didn't matter how bad Lamar Jackson was looking. It didn't matter how inadequate Lamar Jackson was looking. It didn't matter how inefficient Lamar Jackson was looking. He is their quarterback of the future. And the quarterback of the future does not get pulled when you have a bad game. Regardless if it's in the regular season. Regardless if it's in the playoffs. Regardless if it's his first playoffs game. Or regardless of anything. You're not taking him out. You want him in there because you always figure you have a better chance with him than without him. Even if the guy that you're replacing happens to be already be a Super Bowl winner. in Joe Flacco. But we said Joe Flacco's been a fluco for a minute because the moment he got paid, he stopped being anything that I happened to mention or a highlight of him from before. That whole entire Baltimore Ravens team is, um, was clicking under Lamar Jackson. They were electrified under Lamar Jackson. Let's, 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 let's put it in better words. They were motivated under Lamar Jackson. Can't say the same when they were playing against Joe Flacco or with Joe Flacco. So really what you see there is that experience is what took them out of that game. L.A. Chargers moved on 23-17. And then we had Philly take on, on Chicago. <laughs> and what you could only say was that Philly got lucky once again as their backup quarterback comes in, wins them a game, wins them a kind of fluky game. But does it again against a Chicago team that you thought was better than that? Against a Chicago team that even kind of looked slightly better than that. But a one-point victory is exactly what a one-point victory is. A heartbreaker on an every sense of the form. In every sense of the words. They lost that game. But then they moved on to the divisional round, which has happened last week. And when we come back from these commercial breaks, you know what? I didn't want to take a commercial break here. I'm hyper. I'm feeling myself. I, like, I'm, I really am feeling myself. But maybe that's why I need to take a quick break. I need to take a quick break. Reset my brain. Come back to you guys. Fully energized. As we talk some more football. We're going to wrap up these playoffs. And, we gonna, and I'm going to tell you who I think. 
is gonna win when I come back from these break. Let me put you on the game. Being taken advantage of isn't a game and it needs to stop. Aren't you tired of being ripped off by those other guys? Then head to Multivest Video Games and get the value you deserve in your games from Gamertop. The games cost money and you shouldn't feel like you're just giving them away. So why continuously buy a membership for prices and deals that you should be getting anyway? Multivest Games not only has fair pricing and great trading deals, Multivest has a wide variety of games in all next-gen systems in the PlayStation 4, Nintendo Switch, and Xbox One series, as well as all your favorite old-school titles and systems, starting as early as Atari Nintendo to its current on PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360. And yes, that does include all of the PlayStation's Nintendo systems and Xboxes in between. We've been family-owned and operated for over 10 years, just off of the intersection of 183rd and 7th Avenue in the Mercy Registry Plaza. That is directly located at 830 Northwest 183rd Street, Miami Garden, Florida, 33169. That's conveniently just five minutes from Sunrise Stadium, 790 the ticket, and, oh no, let's not forget the Pittsburgh Bell for the Training Center. Multi-best games. You save more so you can play more. And we are back to the Mighty Sports Podcast. I am your host, the one and only Thalon Thomas Taylor. We are back here. At MightySports.net. That's MYTSports.net. As always, I do appreciate you guys listening to the podcast. As we roll back right into football, we had the divisional round last week. Indy taking on Kansas City, Dallas taking on the LA Rams, the Chargers taking on New England, and Philly taking on New Orleans. We're talking about heavy hitters, heavy hitters, heavy hitters, heavy hitters. Every single game had a quarterback that at some point in time, Thrown for over 400 yards in a game this year. Just let you look back at it. Look back at it. Look back at it. Look back at it. Every single game had a player that threw for at least 400 yards in a game this year. We have Indy taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. So again, we had the same dynamic for Andrew Luck, right? We had... <laughs> Thank you, Natalie, for the shout-out. Appreciate it. Okay, so I'm back. Sorry, slightly distracted. I appreciate the love. So the same dynamic happened for Andrew Luck again. We had Andrew Luck, a guy that's been to multiple playoffs, who has at least taken, who at least has always made it to the divisional round. But every single time he's made it to the playoffs, has at least what five, six, seven playoff wins underneath his underneath his belt already. Taking on. A young quarterback, even though he's still a young quarterback, but, but forget, Andrew Luck's been here now for a while. And now, and, and when you talk about youth, he may be young, but he's not inexperienced. So, he's not taking on a guy, he's again taking on a guy that's been there for the first time. 
coming in for the very first time with Patrick Mahomes. Now, the only difference between Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes is that Patrick Mahomes, once they has been able to stay healthy all season, for a complete season, that is, and Patrick Mahomes threw for 50-plus touchdowns this season. You understand? Let me tell you how many quarterbacks have done that. Drew Brees, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady. There goes your list of 50-plus touchdown throwers. He's in that company, and this is his first season. But still, you look at him and you say, this is Andrew Luck. He's been there before. This is Indiana. You give Indiana that lineage, that, you know, that carried over from Peyton Manning. And also, you throw on the fact that Ah, Patrick Mahomes is a first-year quarterback. Ah, this happens to be Kansas City that always has some kind of bad luck. Ah, this always happens to be Andrew Re Andy Reid that always happens to be some kind of bad luck. Instead of really listening to the flavor that is being spat in your ear, you should ignore all the noise and listen to the facts. And the facts say <clears throat> that Andy, Andy Reid is an R- Offensive genius. If you want to talk about a quarterback whisper, Andy Reid is it. If you want to talk about the truth and young talent, Patrick Mahomes is it. And what they showed you, even without that cunt, they come out and they beat Indy. And Andrew Luck, 31 to 13. And you know what? They still had a running game. They still had a passing game. They still had passes out the backfield, even regardless if Cunt was there or not. And no, he should not be signed to any team next year. I heard rumors that the Jets may want to sign. We'll talk about that bullshit later. We'll talk about all the Jets bullshit later. Next up, we had Dallas versus the LA Rams. And this show... This particular show and I call this a show because this is Dallas Cowboys we're talking about here is Dallas versus the LA Rams and when I when I expected the LA Rams to do and what I expected the Dallas Cowboys to do were gonna be kind of similar but I expected the LA Rams to have a little bit more a little bit more gust a little bit more fervor a little bit more nasty because you guys must forget that Michael Crabtree is not the star of the show of his own drop. Michael Crabtree is the victim there because of Talib and, <laughs> and Richard Sherman. And he's playing Talib in this game. And Talib comes back healthy. And we know Talib is a rough rider. We know Talib is that, is, is that dude as a cornerback. And you get him back, and now you add Peters in there. Peters, who got burnt, you know, the last time these, these two teams played. Or you figured he'll get burnt going up against the number one wide receiver in Amari Cooper. But not to leave. To leave doesn't get burnt like that. And what you saw was Ezekiel Elliott be held to pedestrian numbers, mediocre standards. And, and, and I don't want to say mediocre standards, mediocre numbers. Let's call it mediocre effectiveness. Pedestrian effectiveness. The running game was strong on both ends. But the defense was just a little bit stronger with the Rams. The LA Rams 
had their dynamic passing game going on, their dynamic running game going on. They had their defense going on. And the Dallas Cowboys had their name, which they're going to carry into next year to build more hype on what they did this year, which is lose again in the first round of the playoffs. Once again, I'm the, if you guys don't believe me, the Jets in the last 10 years have won more playoff games than the Dallas Cowboys. Just saying. Not only have they won more playoff games, they've also been further with guys that you hold in lesser regard than any of the quarterbacks that the Dallas Cowboys have had over that time. It's only been two. The LA Chargers took on the New England Patriots. And due to our disdain for the New England Patriots, we talked. You, oh, you may have talked yourself into believing that the LA Chargers could win. And listen, I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. I'm one of them. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. I am one of them. My ungalling hatred for the New England Patriots forced me to pick against them. See, thank you. Forced me to pick against them every single time when we get to this position. Because you know what? We look at guys like Phillip Rivers and you say, you know what? Yeah, well, you've lost to him eight straight times. You know, you should finally beat him once. This is the best team that you've ever had. You know, we forget about LaDainian Thomason and Antonio Gates in his prime. You know, let's forget, we're going to watch all that. We're going to look at what he has now. And these guys that are injured now and Melvin Gordon and, and, and all these other players. You know, we're we going we to do that now. And what happened? Philip Rivers cried himself a river all over the field again. Again. And he loses. 28 to 41. Notice I didn't say the New England Patriots won. Philip Rivers lost. 28 to 41. And, I mean, the New England Patriots just once again. Just run through another team. They they take somebody else down and they move on. They they and they do what they what they're supposed to do. As all teams have done what they're supposed to do so far. Because I don't know if you realize it's a pattern here. Every team that had the week off, basically that bye week. Every team that had a bye week won so far. Kansas City won. L.A. Rams won. New England Patriots won. And then guess what happened in Philadelphia with the double doink. Yep, folks, the Saints went marching on. So, Nuck, if you buck, but the Eagles went flying back home as they lost 20 to 14. I'm sorry. Double doink was Philadelphia and Chicago. That was a double doink. My bad. My bad. We should have talked about this then. Well, we can't rewrite history and go back. So, we just go move forward. But what we saw with the Saints was the Saints beat the Saints. The Saints went marching, and the Saints, and the Saints are the team that I have to put to win the Super Bowl. So now what we have lined up, what we have lined up for you, is kind of how things will shape it up. The one and twos of each of each conference is there for the AFC and the NFC, right? We have in one the New England Patriots. Going on the road to play Kansas City. Now that, folks, that, folks, 
is where things start to get dicey. Because the three times that the New England hasn't made it into the playoffs or the Super Bowl or the few times, it's been when they've been on the road going there. So this is one of those times. And if Patrick Mahomes is who we think he is, who we say he is, then he should win this game. He may win this game. We just got to figure out who's the better mastermind. And we give and, 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 and Andy Reid the biggest respect out of all of them. You know, as or as much respect out of all of them. But Bill Belichick has been a nightmare of the AFC for a while. And they have been dominated. Him and Tom Brady. For a while. So it's interesting to see which one of these guys is going to come off on top. Once again, I've already told you. You already know who I'm going to pick. My hatred for the New England Patriots will not allow me to pick against, to pick for them when I still see viable options that can beat them. And Kansas City is as viable an option as they come. Because at this point in time, it's the only option we have left to stop them from making the Super Bowl. As, as you know, I already have that Toronto and Philly, that Toronto and Boston game on in the back. Boston's at home. They're losing 40 to 36. About 10 minutes to go in the second half. Or second quarter. Now over in the NFC, we have two high flyers. Now from that, 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 that AFC game isn't two high flyers. That's a high that, that, that's a high flyer and all-time great. But in the NFC, we got two high flyers. We got the LA Rams and the New Orleans Saints. We got Jared Goff and all those bountiful of weapons. Todd Gurley and 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 Cooks and, and all of these weapons he has there. And, and he and he gets to highlight that in New, against New Orleans in the Superdome. And I mean like the super super dome. Well Drew Brees and them boys. When they've had the path going through their home, the last time that happened, they went marching on to win a Super Bowl. So, me being the soothsayer that I am, I can't pick against what I dreamt about or what I've been saying all season. New Orleans over the Rams. Kansas City over the Patriots. In the Super Bowl, we get the LA Rams versus the New Orleans Saints Sorry, New Orleans, New Orleans, nah, New Orleans Saints versus the Kansas City Chiefs. And as much as I love me some Andy Reid, and as much as I would love to see Patrick Mahomes win a Super Bowl in his rookie season, that's not how these stories end. That's not how real life works. This is not what happens in the football Cinderella story of life. That's not how things go down. The way things go down in football is that the more experienced one actually comes away here. Peyton and Breeze actually pull this off and get their second Super Bowl so that Drew Breeze can have as many Super Bowls as the Eli Mannings and the Ben Roethlisberger's and those double Super Bowl winners of the world. 
Peyton Manning, even though he's not in the league anymore. But he wants to put himself in that category of players. Even though he's a first ballot Hall of Famer, Drew Brees really is going to want that. And this is where, unfortunately, the curse of Andy Reid comes. So listen, this is Andy Reid's second time there. And, and listen, if you, if you had to ask me to make a point for the Kansas City Chiefs, I could. Kansas City Chiefs has to have learned by now. Granted, they have a rookie quarterback, but we're talking about Andy Reid. The last time Andy Reid was here, the only thing that stopped him was that his quarterback was too winded to keep up with the pace of the offense that needed to be ran. And in this day and age, in this league, the, I, you're, you're talking about you have one of the youngest in fit quarterbacks to run this, so he's not going to get tired. Now, granted that you don't have Cunt, but you still have Hill and a, and a plethora of weapons that you can still go to. And you still have the mastermind in Andy Reid that I'm pretty sure has learned on how he needs to manage his quarterback at this point in time. But will they beat Drew Brees and Payton? I still say nay. And the only reason I'm saying nay is because I had a dream. I had a dream. Oh, I had a dream. The Saints were going to march on and take another Lamberti Trophy home. Because I'm telling you, if it wasn't for that dream, I will be all over the Patrick Mahomes bandwagon. Pause. That I would look groupyish. But I had a dream. And when I have this kind of foresight, who am I to Go against my own better judgment. Who am I to doubt myself? You understand me better than myself is what got me here to the point where you guys are listening today. So, yeah, I'm picking the Saints to win this Super Bowl. And if you've been listening since the beginning of the season, and if you and if you happen to be smarter than me in this sense, where you picked, you at least would have betted for the Saints to make it to the make it to the playoffs, and then bet for the Saints to make it to the NFC Championship game and then make it to the Super Bowl and then win the Super Bowl, then you are a very good betting man. And you're looking to be a winner, winner. Black people's going to want to eat you up kind of chicken dinner. A black hole too, just saying. <clears throat> it's one of those things. But even with the Super Bowl... Being around the corner. Let's see how much time we have left in this segment. We got some time. Like, pretty soon, the offseason's going to start. And like many teams, my Jets will have to make some choices about free agencies, about who they want in their team, and hopefully... Hopefully, the choices that they make for free agency is a whole lot better than their head coaching decision. We're going to talk about that and more when we come back from this commercial break. Stay tuned. This is Talent Taylor. Talent Omar Taylor. MITsports.net. Click.
Come on down to XF Martial Arts where you'll be able to take part in learning all the disciplines you'll need to be an extreme freestyle martial arts machine. Whether it's Taekwondo, Karate, Yoga, Summer, Spring, or Fall, XF Martial Arts has it all. For more information, class times, and dates, don't wait. Go to xfmartialarts.com and reserve your spot today. That's XF Martial Arts, located at 2875 South Congress Avenue, Suite D, Delray Beach, Florida, 33445. Or call 561-276-1774 and ask to speak with Sensei Cohen to reserve your free trial week. Just tell them Mighty Sports sent you. XF Martial Arts, where fun and discipline are one. on down to XF Martial Arts where you'll be able to take part in learning all the disciplines you need to be an extreme freestyle martial arts machine. Whether it's Taekwondo, Karate, Yoga, Summer, Spring or Fall, XF Martial Arts has it all. For more information, class times and dates, don't wait. Go to XFMartialArts.com and reserve your spot today. That's XF Martial Arts located at 2875 South Congress Avenue, Suite D, Delray Beach, Florida, 33445. Or call 56 1-276-1774 and ask to speak with Sensei Cohen to reserve your free trial week. Just tell them Mighty Sports sent you. XF Martial Arts, where fun and discipline are one. Find millions of textbooks and solutions on the go. Marvel at how seamlessly it fits into your daily student activities. Walking through the quad, shopping for groceries, exercising, doing your laundry, dominating at the county fair, mashing down a black diamond, going for a sunset horseback ride, devouring Danielle Steele's latest page turner, feeding the bears, catching flying babies, letting loose with the gang, intergalactic lightsaber battle, saving an adorable puppy from a burning building or simply in the classroom. Find textbooks, read e-textbooks, and get guided solutions all in one place. Chegg, improving the college experience however you decide to live it. And we are back to the Mighty Sports Podcast. I am still your host, the one and only Dallin Thomar Taylor. If you are still listening, Thank you, that means you're still listening a couple of places. First of all, hope you're listening at the website, mytsports.net. This one, you can also listen at mixlr.com. Just look under Mighty Sports. Also, you can listen to us on TuneIn Radio as well. Same thing, Mighty Sports. All three homes, you can get them all. Just find it there. Mighty Sports Podcast. We're all over the place. Going to play on more places. Just keep listening. I appreciate you. We're going to keep trying to find more platforms and more ways to get this out to you. And don't forget, you can always catch the re-ears of the show right here on MightySports.net. So as we move back into this, the New York Jets. You know what? If, if, if we're going to have to talk about them, like, do I really have to talk about them? I mean, if, I guess if I have to. If I have to. Seven one eight. Matter of fact, three oh five. I get it. 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 
They've had some changes this 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 season already. Like like a lot of teams have. We're not the only team going through this. Cleveland went through it. Denver went through it. Tampa Bay went through it. Arizona Cardinals went through it. Green Bay went through it. And Cincinnati and Miami are still going through it. The New York Jets had to find themselves a head coach. They got rid of their old head coach, Todd Bowles. Got rid of Todd Bowles. Woohoo! Jets Nation is delighted. They're ecstatic. Everybody is happy. I mean, the place is in an uproar. <sighs> Todd Bowles is gone. Todd Bowles, a day later, gets a head coach, gets a, gets, a, gets a defensive coordinator job in Tampa Bay under Bruce Arians. Great, because Bruce Arians went over to Tampa Bay. Freddie Kitchens went over to Cleveland. You know, uh, Vic Fangio went over to Denver. He was the bit old Bears defensive coach. Um... Um, Arizona got Kiff Kingley, the, the former Texas Tech head coach. Green Bay um, promoted Matt LaFleur up from uh, up from Titans offensive coordinator position. And as I told you, Cincinnati and Miami still looking for their coach. But the Jets, the Jets, my Jets, my. <clears throat> did the most disgraceful move of them all and they went ahead and they hired a motherfucking former dolphins coach see this that I, I i i knew it this 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 would happen this 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 they hired the goddamn freaking former head coach of the of, of the Miami Dolphins. The, 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 the suck ass, sorry, motherfucking division fucking rivals, the cock sucking blowhole fuckers, fucking Dolphins head goddamn fucking coach. If, if you think I'm a little pissed the fuck off, yeah, I'm a little pissed the fuck off. That, that is the most despicable move you could fucking think of. It is the most idiotic fucking move you could ever fucking think of. Especially, especially when you have fucking Mike McCarthy sitting there from Green Bay. I am shaking. You have him sitting there talking about, I want the Jets head coaching job. You hire the division rival. You hire the guy that had a losing record. Oh, he had a winning record against the Jets, granted. But he had an overall losing record in the last three years he was there. Listen, you, you may, you see, you know what? Let me step back a little bit. Let me take some of these emotions out of it, right? Because you think, you know what, T, you overreacted. T, <coughs> excuse me. You're getting a little worked up. I mean, obviously I am, because I'm over here choking on the mic. You said, T, maybe you're over exaggerating because you're a Jets fan and he happens to be a Dolphins coach. You know, look what he did with guys like Jay Cutler when he was in Denver. What did he do with Jay Cutler in Denver? 
as far as I'm concerned, Jay Cutler is one of the biggest named overhyped, underachieving, mediocre freaking quarterbacks we've we've had in, in forever. We talked about him in Denver and Chicago like he was always underachieving. That smug looking bastard. And even when he came down, came down to Miami and he played for the goddamn Dolphins, we looked at him like, oh, this is the guy that they're choosing the same? A guy that thinks, that thinks that he doesn't even have to really have worked out or played football in a year and, 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 can, and, and, and can come back and really play? What you about? This Jay Cutler, but no, we come back and we say, Oh, he had Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning, that was an offensive coordinator in his own right. Peyton Manning, that worked out with his receivers on, on random parks and random fields four months before the season started just so he could work on their timing. Peyton Manning, that was already inside of his playbook the day after the season was over. We're talking about Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning, that who we hold in regard, we he didn't say he was this, who we hold in regard as one of the most brilliant. Your football minds in all of football history and you're gonna say oh Gase what came Adam Gase Gaze whatever the fuck his name is is a better choice this is what they're saying Okay, sorry about that. Yeah, that was that was a little technical difficulty on my end. <clears throat> so we are back. Yep, little technical difficulty. That's what happens when you get a little hyped up. You end up pulling out plugs while you're moving your hands all over the place. This is what the New York Jets said. That we choose Adam Gase over Mike McCarthy Mike McCarthy So let's compare the two Once again, let me take my emotions out of this Let me pull myself back The quarterbacks that these two guys have had One has had Aaron Rodgers The other one had Ryan Tannehill Jay Cutler Matt Moore And Brock Osweiler And at no point in time Under his tutelage did we think that any of these guys had th thrived to their peak of existence and just completely wowed the league? But we've seen Mike McCarthy with Aaron Rodgers and say like, yeah, he helped Aaron Rodgers improve and he helped Aaron Rodgers get a ring. We think that about him. Now let's talk about how much years of experience they have coaching in this league of NFL, the, NFL, the National Football League. 13 years head coaching. 13 years. Now if you want to say like, you know what? Maybe that's the, that, that's the discrepancy there. Because when you look at their records, we're talking about 125 wins in this league and 77 losses. For a 62 winning percentage, 61.8 if you want to be technically, technical. Versus 23 and 25 at a 47% win rate, 40, 47.9. In a division that had the Jets, 
the Dolphins. Yeah, I mean the Patriots, but no, that's only two losses. You know, a, a, a team that we thought, a guy that had a team where we thought on the defensive end was was com all year long was completely underachieving. When they, the offensive talent they had, we thought they were completely underachieving. This, this is the guy that we chose. Now, when you're an achiever of Aaron Rodgers, that's something that's something a little bit different. It's Aaron Rodgers when you're an achiever of him. You're thinking that, oh, you should you should just win more. You should get there more. You should be in more Super Bowl appearances. Because when you look at your counterpart, we just talked about him, Bill Belichick and Tom Brady on the other end, they're making it to their they're trying to make it to their ninth straight. Like they've already made it to eight. They're trying to make it to nine. Super Bowl. Oh, is this, is that what it is? All right, they're trying to make it eight now. So, one of the two. So you may say, you know what? He had, he, you know, he had, a, he had a longer time in the league. And let's not get it twisted. Mike McCarthy got fired, but Mike McCarthy has always kind of—I always felt like they always had this little roller coaster ride of a team. So if you just want to compare the first three years, just the first three years to give you a better look: eight and eight the first year, thirteen and three the second year, six and ten. Yeah, yeah. People forget about this. First three years with Aaron Rodgers, his record was eight and eight, thirteen and three, six and ten. That was still a fifty-six percent winning record. Twenty-seven out of twenty-one, or twenty-seven for twenty-one. If you're just talking about the first forty-eight games, both teams, both guys have coached. Now, granted, it was some. Now, I told you there was some up and down, but the next year. You know what he did? He went 11 and 5. And then that started off five consecutive years of double digit wins. But the very next year after that 11 and 5 season, they won a Super Bowl, year five. That's who we turned down for Adam Gaze. So we chose the Gaze over. Mike McCarthy. We chose a guy that went 0-1 in the playoffs versus a guy that went 10-8 and in the playoffs and has a Super Bowl ring, nine playoff appearances, and a Super Bowl ring. We said, nah, scratch, forget about you. Let's go with Gaze. From the Miami freaking Dolphins. A guy that for the most part, for the most part, we thought the whole entire time they had a, a better team than the Jets. Did they always play like it? I don't know. We chose the Gaze. You know what this said to me more than anything else? That our general manager, Mike McCartney, whatever the hell his name is, I can't even think straight right now. He's completely thinking about himself. He is not thinking about what is best for the Jets. He is completely thinking about himself and what is best for his job and his position with that team. 
much after this move, if they fail, I don't see how you keep him. I'm, I haven't been a big fan. We haven't been a. I haven't been a big fan. We haven't been a big fan of all of the moves he's made over the season. His like his off season have has really kind of, kind of looked horrific. His drafted has been kind of suspect. I mean, he got Aaron Donald, and I'm telling and Sam Donald. And I think about getting Sam Donald, or when you get anytime you get your franchise quarterback, it kind of puts a perfume out of over all of your other bullshit for a while. And that's kind of what happens. And that's what he's getting. He's getting some perfume sprayed over all of his shit. And for right now, we're looking at it, but we're saying, you know, it doesn't smell so bad because he has because it's coming out of his starting quarterback or somebody that you believe now is the, is, is the franchise quarterback. You truly believe this is the franchise quarterback. And instead of getting somebody that is a bona fide winner with extreme quarterback talent that has won a Super Bowl that is used to going to the playoffs, used to going to the playoffs. Nine out of 13 seasons. That is just about 70% of the time. You, you, you understand that? You're talking about somebody that's used to going to the playoffs 70% of the time? While we are directly in a division that has a guy that is going to his eighth fucking straight. But we chose the guy that loses to him all the time. Versus a guy that is a bona fide winner on the other conference. That is what the Jets did. So. There is something. That hasn't happened in a while. And. I haven't been able to do this for a really, for a really, really long time. And and I kind of and I really do kind of appreciate it because it's not very often that you get to give your own team something that was kind of built for the rest of the world. But the New York Jets as an organization, as a franchise as a business, as a fan base, as a team, as a name, as a logo, as a brand. You get the Homer Simpson Doe Award. How dare you choose your own personal job interest over the betterment of the team? Because ultimately, you forget if the team wins, you win. I don't, I don't, I don't even understand this logic because if the team wins, he wins. But if this guy fails, you're gone. So if you were afraid that bringing in Mike McCartney or bringing in Mike McCarthy was gonna say, hey, you know what I mean? Um, what I, um, from my experience, for when we know my experience as a, as a winning quarterback that has a 62% winning record has been to nine. You know, that has been to nine playoffs over the last 13 years at a 70% clip. In my experience, that we were going to get these kind of caliber guys in here or do these kind of caliber things or have these kind of caliber, you know, these kind of caliber moves in the organization. If you were afraid that somebody coming in there making those kind of suggestions were going to cost you your job, then maybe you don't deserve your job. Because everything that would he would have said would have been to the betterment of the team. And ultimately, as general manager, your job there is to make the team better. 
you, sir, just made the team worse. Deliberately. And for that, you should go. I mean, you should be fired off with your head. Gone. You are dead to me. You are no more. I, I, oh, you understand, I almost dead in my goddamn team, but no, no, it's you. I'm not gonna let one bad apple stop me from fucking drinking apple juice, you little cockfucker. Sorry. I'm a little pissed off. But he's dead to me. I don't even know who our general manager is anymore. And I'm going to start a campaign to get his bitch ass out of there. Oh, yeah. I'm going to start this my damn self. We're going to take another quick break. We're way over the segment. And I'm way over the rail. This is Mighty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Alan Tofmar Taylor. We'll be back after these messages. You ready to start drinking? You ready to start dancing? You ready to start your weekend off like a boss? Then say no more. Give yourself the world treatment by... You ready to start drinking? You ready to start dancing? You ready to start your weekend off like a boss? Then say no more. Give yourself the world treatment by partying with DJ Septa. Wednesday. 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 Bar Louie in Boynton, west of 95 off Gateway in Congress. Thursday. Lucky's in downtown Fort Lauderdale. Friday. So nice we had to go there twice. Capone's in downtown Fort Lauderdale. And that's not it from your Miami Heat DJ. Whether it's birthdays, weddings, bar mitzvahs, corporate parties, or professional sporting events, DJ Scepter puts a royal touch on everything. And for reservations, just go to bookings at djscepter.com. That is B-O-O-K-I-N-G-S at djscepter.com. Click, and we are back to the Mighty Sports Podcast. I see your host, Alan Tomar Taylor. If you're listening, if you're still listening, <laughs> if you're still listening at MightySports.net, which is it's the only place that you can listen at, but it's the place that I, I prefer you to say. But I understand that sometimes I may have technical difficulties, and you may have to get rerouted. So if you're gonna get rerouted, just go to MixLR, and you can listen to, and you can find Mighty Sports and MixLR, or you can go to TuneIn Radio, and TuneIn Radio, you can find you can find uh, Mighty Sports as well. Mighty Sports Podcast, wherever we're, we're, that you need to be. We're almost, we're almost like American Express, but we don't we don't got that that, that easy pay shit yet. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm done talking for I'm I'm done talking football. Let's just, just let you guys know. Like, hey, if you missed the last segment, then you're gonna have to go back. You you have to download the podcast and and or not download the podcast, but come back later, listen to the podcast once it gets uploaded. It'll be uploaded tomorrow, and 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 catch us. But I I am over. Talking about football. Football has got me so pissed off right now. Like, it's, 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 I, so the NBA is just about 45 games in right about now, right? The NBA is just about past the halfway mark. And for you back, for the basketball fans, like, like myself, like you, you, this is, this is perfect timing. Because the NBA is starting to get a little bit more shine. NBA is starting to get a little bit more views on TV. They're starting to eat up a little bit more off the airway. You understand? Like, there's a couple of days where you where you can literally catch basketball from 12 noon all the way until midnight. I mean, just balls dribbling all over the place. Woo! Pause! <laughs> and... The NBA season has looked 
very, very interesting this year. For all the people that were like, oh my god, I can't believe it. Everything's over. They got Boogie Cousins. They, they got freaking Boogie Cousins. They, they, they got Boogie Cousins. Like, like it's, everything is just unfair. If they got Boogie, who, like, if they got Boogie, how, how is anybody going to compete? How are we going to look? How, 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 who's going to win? Everybody knows who's going to win. And everybody forgets about the story of the season. Or how, to, or how much you love the other stories of the season. LeBron James goes over to the West. And you kind of look at it like, hey, you know what? Maybe, just maybe in the West, if they're there to keep wearing down Golden State, maybe they can stop it and they're in their division. Maybe, just maybe. Maybe, just maybe. LeBron James leaves the East, and the East and the East takes a takes a good shaping, right? Because Kawhi Leonard leaves the West and he comes over to the East. He goes over to Toronto, and and I'm and I'm giving you a midseason catch up if in case you have a, in case you haven't gotten there yet. So Toronto continues to do what Toronto does, and are they left off from the last couple of years, as they've gotten better now, losing Demar Derozan, picking up, picking. Picking up Kawhi Leonard and Danny Green. They have a record now, 33 and 12, first in the East. They're followed by Milwaukee, 31 and 12. Followed, was being led by Giannis Antetokounmpo, who I think in my eyes is the front runner for MVP this season. They're followed by Indiana, who, with, along with Victor Oladipo for another year, is making a strong play. Is going to make another strong playoff push. They have a record of 29 and 14. Followed by Philly with a record of 29 and 16. We thought Philly would probably be a little bit better than they are right now, but they're going through their up and downs. And 29 and 16 isn't bad for the kind of up and downs that they have. They now have Jimmy Butler. They're trying to work him into that lineup and trying to figure out how they can work him to the equation as they have continuously lost shooters just to add a guy like Jimmy Butler, who is now testing his third locker room in very short memory. And testing the patience of his third locker room at that. Yeah, Boston with a record of 25 and 18. And for the most part, we're still talking about four, um, um, at least the teams that we thought were going to be the top five in the league. Or in the East, once, the, once they left. The order of them may be a little bit off than what we thought. Who thought that Indiana was going to be the number three team. We probably thought Indiana was going to probably be number five out of all of these teams. But for the most part, these are what we thought was going to be the top five teams once LeBron left. Cleveland is exactly what we thought Cleveland was going to be once LeBron left. They are back to being a lottery team. They are back to being the worst team in the league. They are about to draft their Kyrie, uh, their Kyrie or LeBron again just to have him leave. Boston takes the number five spot, 25 and 18. That team is going through their trepidations right now and um, through the season as they're trying to work back. Kyrie Irving, as well as Brandon Hayward, Gordon Hayward, Brandon Hayward, into the in, back into their lineup. Now, something I thought that should have gotten done some part, sometime in the offseason, right? Even before they played, I thought they should have found an early deed for Brandon Hayward. I thought uh, I thought they should have found an early deal for him. But they didn't. And now they're working through this weird trepidation where they feel like they have a little bit too much talent. 
You have guys like like the Marcus Twins beefing with the Young Brown. You know, in there you have Marcus Smart trying to break that all up. You have a lot of guys that 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 are very strong-minded. What you don't hear is is about Tatum getting involved in any of this really. He just seems to continuously just keep a cool head and play his ball and try to do what he can as as he gets there. But you start seeing all these names keep popping up. Just like you see in Brooklyn popping because they lost to Brooklyn the other day. And the Brooklyn crowd chanted, he is, that Kyrie is leaving, which he is. It's just this point, oh, where is he going to go? I would love to see Kyrie, and at this point, Kyrie and Kevin Durant pop up in New York. That would be a sight, the sight to see. Miami falls into the number six spot with a record of 21 and 21, and that's kind of who we thought Miami was going to win a 500 team. Now, in the playoff picture now. And I, I don't consider the rest of these teams real contenders because they're not above a 500. But you know how the East goes, and the East is going back to a point where, listen, you all you need is a 500 record to, to get into the playoffs, and you don't even have to be a 500 team to make it into the playoffs. So with a record of 22 and 23, just a little bit under 500, you have the Brooklyn Nets eking themselves into this number 7 seed. And then you have Charlotte following them with a record of 20 and 23 for the number 8 seed. We're not going to highlight eight in any of them, but I will tell you this. There's a team in New York that's in the playoffs. And it's Brooklyn, 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 Brooklyn. In case you don't know, I'm from Brooklyn. So, <laughs> I am excited to see that. Now, that, that is, it's weird to say that, though. It's weird to say that. After all these years, after all this time, that we all knew that the Knicks were going through their rebuild time. They will be their rebuild period. But I don't think any of us saw Brooklyn this year. But maybe. Maybe maybe you would have thought maybe you thought that with the momentum that they had building last year, they they had a guy like Dim Willoughby, I mean, fighting for six men of the year or most improved player of the year along that sorts. You know, we saw Russell starting to come back. And I talked about this a lot last year, that what Brooklyn started doing is that they started collecting a lot of young talent from other teams while also building on their own. So they took guys like D'Angelo Russell, who was having a bad rap in L.A., and, and, and they brought him over to the team. They took a guy, they, they, they took the guy from, from, oh, my God, from Philly, the power forward that was a scoring phenom that, that had kind of just fell out of the rotation, and they put him on the team. Now you have a young guy like Allen, and Allen is, is your typical is your prototypical is your prototypical center that that we're trying to transition away from. He's just kind of athletic. He's an athletic defender. So so what he does, he does a lot of glass cleaning. He challenges all everything at the rim. He catches the ball. He catches the ball above the rim. He plays in the pick and roll, the pick and pop. You know, at, at sometimes he's able to go out there and 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 guard the, and guard some guards, at least down to the shooting guard level, and stay in front of them and, and do some kind of decent work. You know, but more than anything, he erases points off of the board, and he does it very well. And he's tall and he's lanky, and you finally see him coming into his into his own. And if you wanted somebody to compare him to, basically he's the Andre Jordan. He's a Marcus Camby. He's a not a Marcus Camby, but um uh who am I thinking? A Tyson Chandler. He he's he's that kind of guy. He's a Hassan Whiteside. You know he's that kind of player. Um, so far no real skill set of it uh, um to create his own offense. But he but right now what he does in the offense is it, um he he pulls in little intangibles that helps his team win games. 
And as of right now, there's still a need for those kind of guys in the league because you can find a way to get them 15 easy garbage points because you know what? Those kind of guys also give you 15 rebounds. That's not a bad trade-off. So Brooklyn is doing some things. And in the West, the West has been looking exactly how the West is generally described. And that is wild. And I do mean literally wild. You understand, at one point in time, the Clippers and the Denver Nuggets were the leaders in the West. Yes, folks, the Clippers. And the Denver Nuggets were the leaders of the West. And everybody would kind of start to forget about Golden State. And everybody was starting to forget about Splash City. And then in a game that kind of would that kind of was gonna determine who was gonna be number one in the West, Golden State showed Denver in Denver that there's no love in the heart of your city. And they went out there last night and dropped 46 points in the first quarter. They dropped 10 three-pointers in that game. Klay Thompson went off for like 40-something points and four dunks. In a blowout of the Denver Nuggets. As now, for the first time in a really long time in this year, the Denver Nuggets are... In first place in the West. With a record of 30 and 14. Followed by the Denver Nuggets with a record of 29 and 14. Oklahoma City's it chases them with a record of 26 and 17. Oklahoma City. Should we should I go back and talk about Golden State? <laughs> Golden State Warriors are finally coming back into their stride. And, and in two days, you get to see Boogie Cousins come back into Atlanta. So what everybody was talking about. So <laughs> as I spent the first beginning of this segment defending the Golden State Warriors for not being as dominant as, as, as they have been in the past, they come through now in the second half of the season being as dominant as we kind of thought they were. And now they do it at a point where they got to get Boogie Cousins back. And Boogie Cousins come back this Friday in two games. And the Golden State Warriors are going to go through another regelling moment, if you have to say. Another moment where they're going to have to redefine themselves or redetermine roles for their team. But Boogie Cousins is going to play center. We'll get Draymond Green and Kevin Durant at the forward positions and Clay Thompson at shooter. Steph at the head of the snake. The five-headed snake. That can strike at any point in time. The five fists of death. Put them all together. You make a fist and whoo. <clears throat> the Golden State Warriors are now getting into this stride. And they're about to get back another all-star another all-star player and have to kind of revent themselves. And we may see some things change up a little bit again. Denver may take it back. And the record, we know as they have a record of 29 and 14 right behind them. But who knows? 
their center Joker is 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 playing phenomenal. He he should be in the talks of MVP. Even though we know he's not gonna win it, he should be in the talks of considering of of consideration. Honorable mentions, if you want to say. Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City. I'm glad to see them doing their thing. Oklahoma City lost Camilla Anthony last year. Paul George re-upped this year. And we're seeing the combination of, of Paul George and Russell Westbrook being one of the best defensive tandems that we have seen probably since the likes of Danny Green and Kawhi Leonard or Jordan and Pippen. And this is the kind of defensive efficiency that that they are putting up among, against teams which is which is what they thrive on which is why i was surprised to hear that they didn't re-sign a guy like Corey brewer who came in for a stop gas a stop gap last year for, for um for robinson or roberson instead we hear that Corey brewer is being is signed by the philadelphia 76ers who I told you are going still kind of, even though they have the third best record in the East they're still going through their turmoil as well that locker room isn't quite intact yet but as I told you about perfume over BS they're winning right now so a lot of their BS is being covered up so what happened against what happened with with Jimmy Butler in Minnesota is that they weren't winning and as you hear me go through the rankings of the West you're not gonna hear me talk about them about Minnesota anywhere. You're not even going to hear them get an honorary mention. And the honorary mention goes 10 deep. But back to Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City. Three stars. Or two stars. That, that, are, that are defensive bound. And they, they, they start their hat there. And Russell Westbrook is as explosive as he has always been. Putting up multiple double doubles, triple doubles, still, I mean, on pace to put up more triple doubles than anybody has ever done in league history, and and and, and he and he is in there with good company, and just flying through it. And I don't know how we get tired of seeing triple doubles from a guy when I don't see a lot of players that are putting up triple doubles still. Like Russell Westbrook is doing it, and based on the fact that he's doing it, and, and he's making it look so easy, we're make, like I think we're really downplaying what he's doing here. Like, I don't understand how Russell Westbrook is not a two-time uh, two MVP. I don't understand, I'm, I, I'm not, I mean, not even that, but a back-to-back two-time MVP, and not in one of the front runners to be a three-time MVP if he were to be at almost averaging a triple-double again this year. Like, I don't, don't want to hear about almost averaging... If he averages a triple-double again this year, he should win MVP. I'm sorry. We, we said that nobody has done it since Oscar Robinson, and we see Russell Westbrook doing it, and we say that, oh, it may be because of the error that he's playing all the time and because we don't have big men no more and some guys are doing this or whatever is doing that. But you know what I don't see? You don't see anybody else in the league doing it. We see guys almost doing it. We see guys that are almost getting there. We see the guys that put it that, that put it up occasionally you know on some nights, but we don't see nobody averaging that for the night, which is basically what everybody has been doing throughout history. They've been almost doing it and they've been kind of doing it and they've been doing it sort of on some nights. Well we we weren't crediting them in the past. Why the fuck are we crediting them now? I don't understand how James Harden is an MVP and I don't understand how he's in the front one to be a two time MVP over Russell Westbrook. Yeah, I said it, 
And I keep saying it. Like, James Harden is not the player that Russell Westbrook is. He's not the MVP that Russell Westbrook is. And I'm sorry. And the fact that, that James Harden got the MVP over Russell Westbrook is a travesty. It's a robbery. It's a sham. It's a flim-flam. It is some NBA tomfoolery. Yeah, I said it. Because Houston's in the fourth place, 25 and 18, as James Harden has been carrying his team to a series of wins lately because Chris Paul is out again with another injury. And what we're seeing is kind of what happened last year, where when Chris Paul is out, well, that James Harden has to retake over the reins of doing everything on his team and we see, every, and we see all of thing, everything fall on his shoulder. And we have never said that, hey, he can't do this because we've seen him maintain this team at some kind of level or put up these numbers at some kind of level to, throughout throughout the, his, his history on Houston. Now, every year... It hasn't led to him having winning records, or it hasn't them hasn't them hasn't led to his team to having a winning record. This year, he actually happens to be doing it, and they're actually winning while he's putting up these monster numbers. Because we forget he's put up monster numbers and missed the playoffs altogether. But what we're gonna judge James Harden at is where James Harden keeps putting himself to be judged at. It's the same place Chris Paul is gonna be judged at because they kind of fall into the same category when they get put into this situation, and it is both of them choke in the playoffs in some way shape or form something happens chris paul gets injured or he just doesn't make shots james harden gets injured or he just doesn't make shots but in some way shape or form these two guys always happen to fail and disappoint you every single time they make a good playoff run everything every single time you think that they have the bull by the horn no they get a horn right up the culo sorry you have just been maimed and disappointed for life But we move on to Portland. As Portland holds on to the number five spot, 26 and 19. <laughs> as Portland was as high as the third spot earlier this year. And listen, once again, we are not surprised. Last year, how did things look in the West? It was Golden State and Houston. Hand Golden State hands down number one. Houston hands down number two. And then number three through ten was separated by like three games. Portland was the beneficiary of the number three slot. This is why we thought LeBron James coming to the West was, um, vi um, was viable, that they could make the playoffs. This is why we thought that they could actually make a playoff run because this is how the West looked from three to ten. And I told you, the West has been wild. Where, like I said, where the team that is the number six seed right now was the number one seed just three weeks ago. And that is the L.A. Clippers. With a record of 24-19. Still... Still, 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 still out there with a winning record. Still showing that without Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan and Chris Paul, that Doc Rivers is coaching his ass off. And he is making this team relevant. He's making this team do something. He, again, for another season, is making the Clippers the marquee team to go see in the Staples Center. Based off of record. And for a very brief moment in time, they were the leaders of the wild, wild west. In there with DeMar, the Rosen, it's the San Antonio Spurs. As I told you, San Antonio Spurs got worse with that trade. They only got DeMar, the Rosen. And I'm sorry. I've said it before and I'll say it again. If you would have told me that the Toronto Raptors would have gotten Danny Green and a draft pick for DeMar DeRozan, I would have told you that's a fair trade. 
the moment that you throw Kawhi Leonard in for DeMar DeRozan, even if it was a one-up trade, I would have told you that San Antonio lost in that trade. And they lost double because they lost two guys that I think can be traded straight up for DeMar DeRozan. And their record now, they're holding on to the seventh seed in the East. I mean, in the West, they're 25 and 20. So they're well above 500. Five games above 500 is pretty comfortable. So then, so it's not like, so it's not like they, they are out here being fluky-ish. It could be better, but this is the West. This is the West. And if you're talking about a Greg Popovich-led team with, with, with stars on it, then you would think that, okay, teams like Denver and Oklahoma City and Houston and Portland, you may be doing better than them, even if you have a guy like DeMar. But DeMar may be the one factor that's holding up because you know what? He isn't Danny Green and he isn't Kawhi Leonard. And you lost both of those guys for this one guy. Like, who would have thought that DeMar DeRozan would have come away as the one that you're giving up more assets for? I would have thought you would have had a package away DeMar DeRozan with somebody else to be able to get a Kawhi Leonard. Not the other way around. But hey, things get crazy when people don't want to be where they want to be. And then we have the number eight spot. That is being held down by the L.A. Lakers. Which we find interesting. Very, very interesting. And they have a record of 24 and 21. And we're going to tell you why we find this interesting. They're tied with Utah Jazz. Who else have a record of 24 and 21. And they're only a half a game above the L.A. I mean the, the Sacramento Kings. They have a record of 23 and 21. I find this interesting because LeBron James just got injured. LeBron James just went down with a groin injury. And this groin injury, I think, is, is more significant than a lot of people think that it is. <clears throat> Because I believe that he's done. I believe that LeBron James officially had his last young day on this planet. Like He is officially done. And. I know what you're saying. Like, oh my God, it's just a groin injury. Like, how is he done? Well, and listen, I'm going to give LeBron James his respect, but he's done. You understand? People like LeBron James, you don't know that they're done until something like this happens. And this is how it happens. Because just like Kobe, just like Jordan, just like whomsoever it is, but just like Kobe, let's let's let's, let's use the like, the bigger comparison and the most one and the number one one in, re, in most recent memory that most people in the next twenty from the last twenty years can can really remember. We didn't really say that Kobe was gonna fall off, or we didn't think that Kobe was at a point yet where he couldn't keep on putting up twenty to twenty five points a game until Kobe all of a sudden popped his Achilles. And then once he popped his Achilles, we were like, oh, yeah, he's done. Like, even when he comes back, he probably only has a good year and a half left in him, and then he's done. And that's basically what he did. He had a year and a half left in him, and he was done. And that's usually what it takes. usually takes an injury like this to see if that person is going to be done. Now, 
I'm going to tell you what really comes into play here. Or I'm going to really find interesting. What this is going to test more than anything else is the word of LeBron James. Is the word of the guy that says... That guy. We gonna have to take him by his word. The guy that said that not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, not six, not seven. We got we have to listen to that guy because he said, "Listen, this is a process here. I'm not expecting to win a championship. We're not expecting like even we're not even expecting to win, win, win making it to the playoffs in the first year, or make, or win a championship in the first year. You understand? We're just here to play. We're gonna play hard. We're gonna we're gonna keep on building. And LeBron James being out of and being gone with this groin injury is going to test that. Because his team is slowly falling out of the playoffs. I just told you, they had a record of 24 and 21. At early, on, early on the last time we spoke, if I'm not mistaken, let's see if we, can, if we can find anything in the history books here. If we can find anything in here in the archives. But the last time we spoke, the LA Lakers had a record of 14 and 9. Damn, we, it's been a while. And that's not the last time we spoke. But that is the last time. Actually, no, that's the last time we spoke. They had a record of 14 and 9. They had a record of 61%. Now they're at 24 and 21. Three games over 500. Granted, it was only five games then. But they were sitting fifth in the West. Denver was number one. The Clippers were number two. Jay just lost that spot. Oklahoma City was still number three like they are now. Golden State was number four. Lakers were number five. Memphis was number six. Dallas was number seven. Portland was number eight. And Sacramento was still an honorable mention at number nine. <laughs> and Houston wasn't even in the playoffs at the top. They had a record of 11 and 12. They had a record of 11 and 12 the last time we spoke. Since then, they have gone 14 and six, the Houston Rockets. The LA Lakers have a record of 24 and 21. Since the last time we spoke, they have gone 7 for 12. That is the LeBron difference. That is the difference between having LeBron James and not having LeBron James on your team. And it's going to test everything. Because that statement that he made, we're going to see if LeBron James and the LA Lakers can, can sit down of LeBron James can sit down as he watch the Lakers fall out of playoff contention and fall and slip. And then it gets to a point where they still can't make it into the playoffs. Or maybe, who knows, maybe this is what they want. And maybe they want to play the Golden State Warriors in the first round. And that way, if they lose, then they lost to the champs. And if they win, then it's an upset from the HC. And then they can move on. And then they'll be and then, and they'll have the intimidation factor over everybody else. Maybe they want that eighth seed. Maybe they want to fall out enough so that when he comes back, he has to put himself in automatic playoff mode where every single game matters and then they just take that momentum and they ride it into the playoffs. Do not be surprised. But let's see if he waits till he's fully healthy. And that's going to be the question. Because that is what is going to determine if he has a future. That's what, And I don't mean future. If he's going to have to be able to continue his career. That is going to determine everything.
Because if he comes back early and he's not fully healthy, just because he wants to make the playoffs, then not only is he a liar, and, they, and they're not holding themselves by their own word and their own standard, but that also means that his career is definitely going to be done because he is going to shorten his career. He's going to shorten his career. And I'm going to talk about a very fruitful career. LeBron James, if he wants to do the th continue to do the things that he wants to do, he's going to have to sit down this whole entire growing injury. He can't do what Chris Paul did and come back early because he believes the team needs him. No, he's going to have to test his patience. He's going to have to test every single fiber in his body, every single, every single talking head out there that's going to say, hey, LeBron James has to come back, has to come back. No, he does not. And if he does come back early, he's going to ruin his career. A career that currently has him in fourth place in scoring, folks. We told LeBron James, if LeBron James kept up with, we told you this years ago, that LeBron James had to keep up a certain pace. But determining that pace is also determined of him not getting injured. Because he can't get there at that same five-year pace if he needs to sit out 20 games in a season all of a sudden. That starts to extend things. You understand? Every every little game starts to count now. Now we're looking at six years that he has to put up this pace. Seven, you understand? Just this 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 alone has pushed him back to six years. And we're gonna see how he comes back. Because if he takes off again next year with this kind of time, it's gonna be seven years now. Almost. Every little bit counts. Especially if his scoring average starts to go down because he becomes more of a distributor. Every little bit counts. Right now, he's fourth in scoring. Behind Jordan right now. And not by much. We're talking about less than 300 points behind Jordan. What's that? 330 points behind Jordan. Somewhere around there. He has 3,166 points. Jordan sits there 32,292. Just a little over 300 away. LeBron James was supposed to pass Jordan this season. Depending on when he comes back, that may not happen. Unless you're talking about he comes up for the last 20 games of the season and he averages over 30 points per game. Then yeah, he gets there. Easy peasy. Actually... It's a lot easier than that. That was 600 points. LeBron James is supposed to pass Jordan this year in points. LeBron James is, is, is number 11 in assist. Barely 100. Not even 100. We're talking about 70-something away from being in top 10 and scoring an assist. He's going to be taking over Andrew Mill and Dre Miller's spot. Andre Miller sits at 8,524 assists. LeBron James, 8,451. Now, LeBron James can't do this this year. But he's really damn close. Or he would have been close to breaking into the top 15 of steals as well. Who would have been taking over then? Kobe. LeBron James, 1,909 steals. Kobe, 1,944 we're talking about 35 steals away. 
LeBron James would have played out the rest of the season, I think he would have averaged another about a steal a game, which would have taken, uh, which would have helped him. Do you understand? That the iconic path, that iconic path that he was on, that iconic pace that he was on, that LeBron James was on pace to be number one in scoring. He was on pace to at least get to top five in assists. He would have broken top ten in steals. And now this puts all of that in, in jeopardy. The scoring may come down. It's going to slow down. The assist numbers may actually ex escalate a little bit because of this. But those steal numbers are going to start to taper off. So I believe LeBron James will still make maybe top seven in assists. And still may probably make top five because making top five in assist is really about is really a pacing issue. And I, and I really do believe that his pace can pick up if his scoring has to go down if it comes to assist. So these are what, this is what LeBron James has to look forward to. This is what he's chasing as all times great. We already told you that part of his legacy, part of the cement to his legacy as he goes down, as he would have gone down as, as losing as many playoff games as he has done, would have been the fact that he was able to take three different teams to an NBA championship, that he was able to win a championship with three different teams as the man on that team. That was going to be the cement to his legacy while being number one in all-time scoring, while being top five in all-time assists, while being top ten in all-time steals. That was going to be part of his legacy. But that isn't going to be the same picture. If he's not able to come back from this groin injury, LeBron James may very well officially be done if he is unable to recover from the fire crotch. Now, while we're talking about LeBron James recovering, the rookie of the year and the MVP race this year is, is, is looking just as interesting as anything else. Because we already got my take on who I don't believe should be in the running for MVP. Like, like there are some people that I really believe that should be. Giannis Antetokounmpo, facts. Kawhi Leonard, facts. Russell Westbrook, facts. Not sure who in Golden State I need to give that to quite yet. So we're still kind of determining that. And those are my three. Russell Westbrook, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and Kawhi Leonard. Honorable mention, Jokic. Honorable mention, maybe James Harden. But also, honorable mention, um, that, this kid, Donkic. Donkic. Whatever his name. Donkic? Am I saying his name right? Luka Donkic? Luka! Luka Donkic? Luka Donkic? Am I saying his name? Luka Doncic? Luka Doncic? Luka? 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 Luka Doncic? Am I saying his name right? So we still have him in, in the league. And I think that he should be an honorable mention. Which means that I wholeheartedly think that he should be the rookie of the year for this season. He has hands down been the best rookie that's been out there. And I'm going to leave you with this. I have a poll right now going on on Twitter. Go follow the poll. 
And I have a question. Who do you enjoy watching play the most right so far in the league? Is it LeBron James? Is it James Harden? Is it Russell Westbrook? Or, or, is it Steph Curry? Go on, go on the Twitter page right now. The poll is up. It's, I think it's pinned to the top. If not, it's pinned to the top. We'll make sure it gets pinned to the top right now as we speak. Go take the poll. I want to know. Next week when we come back to the show, we'll discuss that poll. Uh, and it'll give me and it'll give me a little insight. It'll give me a little a little look into into who you guys really really think is, is worth watching out there because I know who my favorite is. Unfortunately, I can't vote, but you guys can. You guys can vote, even if I can't. Go out there, go get your vote on. I thought it was gonna be up there for. I thought I put it up for seven hours, for seven days. So you got it all week. But you know what? You really don't. I want. I want to see. I want to come back to the show at the end of the, at the end of the show, and I want to see what you guys are thinking. I should take a break. I'm not even ready for a break. I just. I just want to go directly into it. This music has me a little too hyped. So, folks, this Saturday, out of the CrossFit in West Palm again, Platinum Pro Wrestling. It's having this month's event called Seasons Beatings 3. Yes, folks, it's the third edition of Season Beatings, and they have a full lineup set for you. For the platinum in the platinum division, you have grade 8 Chuck Davis taking on the spectacular JC. You have the in the doubles division, you have the big Kahuna Khan, along with his mentor, his life coach Kiki Roberts, against the Santan Superman and MDK Big and Swole, folks. That's the team that they're called. The team of Big and Swole, Santan Superman and MDK. And folks from the Starlight Diamonds Division. We have the makeup queen, Rosalie, taking on Casey Lennox. And folks, for the Diamonds Division champions, we have the Golden Boy, D3, and Ariel Dominguez versus Derek Dominic and Maximilian, the team of Cash and Flash, folks. And that is going to be for the championship. And also, folks, in the Platinum Division, we get Chico Adams taking on my personal favorite, Chuckles the Clown. I am excited to see him come back. Ha, he's always good for a good laugh. And in the keys to the city match, we have a four-way elimination match with Samuel C. versus DMC, Dante Martavius Carter versus Santaria Cortez versus Jake St. Patrick. Next up on the card is the Starweight Championship match where we have a third generation star in West Briscoe taking on Ricky. I'm sorry, let me say that right. Ricky Martinez. And next after that, folks, your co-main event of the evening is your plat is for your platinum championship. And that is the mercenary putball Romero Quevedo taking on CJ. Old Doyle and folks, yes, you can expect CJ Old Doyle to be a accompanied, uh, be accompanied uh, with his clique, his crew, the establishment that includes the dime, it includes the divisions, the doubles divisions champs, 
Derek Dominic and Maximilian Cash and Flash. And also, and also, a special, special member yet to be mentioned until this Saturday. So you're going to have to come out and find out who that is. But in the main event, in the main event, folks, this rivalry has been brewing. This rivalry has been going on since last year. We're talking about since the middle of last year. We're talking about since the summer, folks. These two have been clashing and nothing has been settled. We're talking about matches, chair matches, extreme matches. I mean, we're talking about bull rope matches, individuals being tied to the ropes, people getting banned. And we're talking about career versus career matches. And we and then now we have an extreme Christmas match, folks. And the only rule is that there are no rules. Actually, there's one rule. All the, the weapons provided were brought by the guest and they will be wrapped and placed under the tree. And nobody's going to know what the weapons are until they get unwrapped, folks. Yes, it's an extreme Christmas match between Chris... Charger and the legend Larry Lane. That is this Saturday in West Palm at the Cross Fitness. It is going down. Show starts at 8. What is my involvement in the show, you ask? Well, I am the voice of it all i am your ring announcer and i am the i am the one that is going to be calling all of the action come down catch the show it's gonna be a hell of an event and we would love to see you all there folks this is the mighty sports podcast i am your host alan thomas taylor and that is the show and yeah if you're wondering if, if i gave you a little bit extra today of course of course I gave you extra today. When was the last time that we spoke? When was the last time that we had well, we had words? When was the last time I saw you guys? Of course I had to give you a little bit extra. You got about 40 minutes of bonus time today. And yeah, we had a little bit of technical difficulty, but we, we, we muscled through that as we always do. But folks, this is a new year. And even though this isn't the beginning of, the new, of a new show, we got to have to end these shows a little bit differently. And I know you guys are used to me telling you guys that, hey... Both hands rock the oven and love will wash the face if we continue on this journey on this journey to the top. And we've also said let the optimism of tomorrow be your foundation. Or let the optimism of today. I don't know, sorry, let the optimism of tomorrow be your foundation for today. And I still believe that line from Wale all day long. But this is a new year. And why I don't want you to forget to let the optimism of tomorrow be your foundation for today. Let me remind you guys. To embrace what you love and stay forever young. This is Donald Thomas with the Mighty Sports Podcast. And we are out of here. I'll catch you next week, live at 807. Sorry, boys. Click. All the stitches in the world can't sew me together again. Lay down. Lay down.
sorry, boys. All the stitches in the world can't sew me together again. Lay down. Lay down. Always knew I'd make a stop there. But a lot later than a whole gang of people thought. Last call for drinks. Bar's closing down. Sun's out. I forget, I forget.